Joe, do you know how you make a pirate furious? How? You take away the P. Mm-hmm. Pirate. Right. Okay, all right. Try this one. Um, do, you know what you know what you should do if you're really cold in the house? Go fuck myself. Go stand in the corner. <laughs> it's 90 degrees. Stand in the corner. It's 90, 90 degrees. 90, see, 90 you got degrees. that? It's a math joke. Yeah, there we go. You know what? Are you part of the Yang Gang? <laughs> <laughs> the Yang Gang or um, Love You Alone? Anyways, hello. This is Jacques. Hello, young lovers. <laughs> this is Joe. Welcome to Carnival Personality. And... We're the only two people in the room, right? That's, it was the only two people. It's just me and you <laughs> yelling at each other, arguably, if the mics are even on. And sometimes I'm not even here. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's that I hear? A third person? What? Yes. Is, is it our senior... West Coast re- correspondent? Correspondent. Uh, the lovely and talented uh, Renetsky? Yes, actually it is. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh-oh. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back. <laughs> yes. Welcome to that back. same old place that you laughed about. <laughs> yeah. Well, the names have all changed since you come around. <laughs> and those dreams have remained, but they've turned around. Who'd have thought we need you? Yeah. Who'd have thought we need you? <laughs> yeah, well, we need you. Yeah. Back here where we, <laughs> we need, need you. To. You know, we tease we, her a we lot. We tease her a lot. Uh, but we got her on, on the, spot. the spot. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, um, let's end on a high note. Let's That's just, it. Let's <laughs> just... Short podcast, man. No editing. Yeah. Sorry, Tommy. Um, uh. Hello, everybody. So uh, we're going to start off with a piece of news that didn't make the rundown this week, but uh, I'm telling you, it almost brought down the house. Renetsky almost literally brought down the house. Would you drive a car into it? <laughs> no, it was something more exciting than that. This uh, column needs to be sledgehammered. I'm. <laughs> uh, that's a wall bearing poster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm worried about letting her on the mic because of her hot takes, because she's almost burned down the house already this week. Literally. I think it was his son, really. It was all his fault. <laughs> what happened? Uh, man- tell, the, tell the nice man in the police officer. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell the officer. The yeah, Batman. so I, I go upstairs to sign a few documents to, uh, I guess, to show that I'm the legal adult here in the home while Jacques and Ellen leave, Grayson with his tutors. And uh, I come back down, and all of a sudden, I'm looking over. And the flames are bursting out of a candle. And then it starts popping. The glass starts breaking. And so I'm yelling, get some flour. Wow. <laughs> Pouring water on Because yeah, she's, she's oh, going to burn down my house and then make me feel better by giving me some flour. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, pour some flour on it. <laughs> pour some flour on it. Yeah. So the little guy comes In the name r- of love. running to the front door like... Mom, Papa, like there's a fire downstairs. There's a fire. There's a fire. He uh, is a boy who cries wolf a lot or Mm. or fire or, you know, whatever. And uh, and so management comes running down the side of the house. I'm like, fine. You know, let's see what this emergency is. Mm -hmm. And I come to the side door. Yep. 
And, and everyone standing around, like, I was like, where's the fire extinguisher? It was like one of those bad commercials. It's like uh, where it's always been. There's one right next to the washing machine. There's one right up under the sink. But while they did that, uh, luckily, hours earlier, it snowed. So I yes. took a three-step foot out. Like, And, and Renette and the little guys, like, it's like, we tried pouring water on it. It's like, well, you might have poured some water on it, but, you know, it, it's, you know. Did they try pee? Did, did they, they you know, try I don't they think they I did. I should have had Tristan pee on it. Um, so I did. I, just I think got he would have put it out quicker. A, a big thing of snow, plop, still a, a couple flames. Another big thing of snow, plop, like from two feet away. Management gets downstairs just dying, like to use a fire extinguisher. She's waited yeah. her entire life. <laughs> well, we didn't pull. even know where it was. Yeah. Meanwhile, Grayson was busting out the flour upstairs. <laughs> you know, he started to bake brownies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of eggs. <laughs> Where's you, the oil? <laughs> uh, were you here 24 hours before you tried to burn my house down? I think I was. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah, okay. So at least it was 24 Thank hours. You. I, I do. Yeah. Agree. I do. But yeah, the, you know, management and I had to go run one errand together, and like she had to like literally come upstairs to sign some paperwork to say, you know, by the tutors, like, oh, you can be in the house. Uh, fun times. Fun times. So uh, oh, yeah. she's got to go now. <laughs> but uh, but she lit a candle that was in a legitimate casing, correct? It, a, a candle is probably. A year or so old, like a big, thick, yeah. probably the base of it is probably six inches, you know, around. That's what she said. And, um, and we've had it, and it's glass. And it was busting. It's glass encased in like this metal, like this tin metal decorative foofiness. Yeah, I always, I know, I'm, I'm always like paranoid about candles and glass. Because I know that like those gel-based candles were known to like overheat and burst through the glass. Yeah. And then, but this was a wax candle, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wax. And, and, and look, mm. I don't want to say that my child might have or may not have put something in it when he was unsupervised. I mean, I don't want to say it. He did. But yeah, he did. For the five minutes I was gone. <laughs> you know, she's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's like, no, I was with him the whole time. The whole time, were you? He came upstairs, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, except um, for that time, <laughs> <laughs> just that one time. Um, anyway, so that was that was the highlight of the trip. You know, uh, luckily, you know, with my quick reflexes, and I couldn't yeah. have walked slower to that. <laughs> you know, the doctor. I'm like, what's the drama now? Right. You know, yeah. I think the Mr. Snuffleupagus song played as you played. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And still, I'm like, yeah. There's snow. Literally, you're better at math. From there to there, yeah, that's approximately uh, f- five, six feet. Yeah, okay, all right. So I'm in shock to the rescue, um, but you know things could have got out of hand, and we might be uh, roommates now with Kirk Douglas. Mm. Like that yeah. segue, yeah, like yeah. really nailed it, right. Like, like a what uh, in a coffin? Uh, speak yeah. up into the microphone. Uh, I was uh, even. I was like, really? Yeah. You're, really? You, you, you busted that one out, are you, Chuck? The guy was 103. I mean, too soon was like three years ago. <laughs> wow. What did yeah. he die of? I know. Right. <laughs> I think he. Ran, I think they just ran out of numbers. <laughs> I just want to know: Did he get his face on Smuckers? Oh, oh, <laughs> um, oh, and did he get up to the pearly gates and say, "I am Spartacus"? <laughs> but then somebody else said it yeah. and yeah. Kind of stole their exactly. thunder. Yeah. Oh, so so yeah, he's one of those people that if we were Gilbert's podcast, we'd do a three-hour special about it. But now we'll just make a couple jokes about somebody like my grandmother probably rubbed one out to a hundred times and uh, move on from there. <laughs> so. 
all these great movies out, the big blockbusters. Let's talk about what's killing it at the blockbuster. Uh, let's blockbuster. Yeah, that's folded. What is killing it at the box office right now? Joker. <laughs> Three months later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by I think by the time this airs, they may have won like six Oscars. Oh, really? Okay. So, have you seen Joker? I have. Okay. It's wonderful. What? You, what? You, and you, and we can now talk about because yep. the Batman yeah. fan in the room. Is the one who hasn't seen it. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I just saw it. I saw it for the first time the other night. I just, it's just one of those things. I didn't, can't take the boys to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was other movies that like management, like you know, that we saw above it, like mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um, but I did. I finally this past week, I said I, I got it. Red box. If you can move things around and sit down and watch it with me, great. But right. I'm going to watch it before the next podcast. So, what are your thoughts? I thought it was great. I thought Joaquin did an excellent job in it. He was very convincing, came off very um, unstable. I just thought his acting in that was just great. I mean, it was a really good um, – I, actually, I really liked it a lot. I just thought it was really wonderful. Yeah, I, I liked uh, I liked the direction that Todd Phillips took it in, that Scorsese – Mm-hmm. mashup of King of Comedy and Taxi Driver, essentially, which all both starred Robert De Niro, who was also in this movie as a kind of a version of Rupert Pupkin. Right, mm-hmm. right. Let mm-hmm. me show you my pride and joy. That's my that's my favorite thing from... from um, Your thoughts, Chuck, which I know you have many. I do, I do. Uh, have you guys both seen Falling Down? Yes, with with Michael Douglas. Right. No, this, I haven't. Okay. This oh, was, wait, I think with he's got the gun where he goes out. He's on like the Venice Pier or the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, yeah, at the I end have of the big seen picture. that. Yeah. This is very much reminiscent of that. And, mm-hmm. and so much as, you know, he, th- this guy obviously had some issues, some real problems that became exacerbated because right. it turns out mom had, you know, I, I don't think he had a relationship with the mom. We haven't seen a relationship with the mom like this since uh, Carrie Psycho, maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Oh, I think it did a great job of touching on mental illness. It did. That. It did a wonderful job about that. Um, but in falling down, it's the same thing. It's you follow him through his day, mm-hmm. and he, the first three or four episodes that he has, I don't know if it's fair to go so far out as saying, like, he was the victim, but people were, like, just being real asses to him mm-hmm. when they didn't need to be. Like, the guy on the golf course, you know, and like, driving golf balls at him because he's walking. Yeah, you shouldn't be walking across a golf course, but, like, right. for this guy to get that mad and try to, you can Actually, kill somebody yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> that's my favorite thing when the guy has a heart attack and the, the golf cart had gone down the hill and he's like, and now you're going to die wearing that stupid hat. How does that make you feel? <laughs> you know, he goes to, you know, a convenience store you know, um, obviously this is – I don't think Fox News was really Fox News at the time of, of falling down. But, you know, he was a guy who probably would have watched Fox News. I think he was, a, you know, ex-military, like, you know, in his younger days, worked his whole life, squeezed out, can't get a job because of ageism. You know, and here's a guy who he probably fought in this guy's country who won't break a dollar for him to make a phone call to, you know, to make an important phone call. And it's like, yeah, did, did – should have the guy had broken the dollar bill, it wouldn't have hurt him. But through falling down, so the same thing with the Joker. Mm-hmm. Here's somebody who has mental, obviously mental yeah. issue, and he, he, you know, when he got the crap kicked out of him, you know, yeah. on the train. No, uh, uh, when he's standing outside with the sign, right? Oh, right. The, 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 the sign, kids yeah. ran away. Um, 
So somebody steals a sign. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's got the only job an ex-con can pretty much get, you know. Right. And the kids steal a sign and then beat the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and <laughs> this is where I shouldn't watch these movies with, you know, um, you know, the, the, the kids are all like Latino, black and stuff like that. Like, you know, lower, you know, this is late lower, 70s. Lower what? No, 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 no. What no, are no, you trying is, to say? This is lower Manhattan, mid 70s. Oh. So it's a tough neighborhood. Right. And they literally roll the guy, just beat the fuck out of him. And I'm like, they right. beat him for no reason. I, and I was watching it with her. She goes, well, you can't say no reasons because they're probably, I'm like, really? We're going really? yeah, to break we're, down we're, we're the... Go oh, because he was standing on the corner. That's why they beat him. No, they would be, right, exactly. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's like the Reginald Denny thing. It's like, well, those kids, you know, had it tough. Yeah, they did. Right. But that doesn't mean you curb stomp a guy who's just a yeah. truck driver who's yeah. Take a break to his face. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and so, back to Joker. so he's getting his ass kicked and and then what happens? Then his boss gives him shit for just giving the sign back. It's like you saw mm-hmm. the scene where he's getting dressed. His back is just one fucking bruise. It's it's yeah. grotesque to look. First of all, it's grotesque to look at him. Oh yeah. He had to lose a lot of weight for that. A Chris, Kristen Bale did a movie called The Machinist. Mm-hmm. He did it in between the two Batmans, and he went from two ten from Batman Begins, and and down to I want to say it was like one seventeen, one twenty wow. to do this movie, The Machinist, over nine months. He was down to eating an apple and a can of tuna fish a day, and it was he's one of those method guys, and the director and everybody in his life is saying, "Hey." There's other ways to make you look this grotesquely yeah. thin, but he had he had to do mm-hmm. it. And then a year later, he's back up to 220, you know, wow. <clears throat> um, to do The Dark Knight. And so when you see Joaquin Phoenix, you're like, man, I love my kids, but I can't think of anything I would do, you know, mm-hmm. to to for a role to get that thin. But you see him, he's beat the fuck out of, mm-hmm. and and he gets called into his boss's office and like, look, the guy's going out of business. Give him his fucking sign back. Or I have to fire you. It's like, you mean, you want the shards of, of, of wood out of my back that <laughs> yeah. they beat me with? Like, his face is all bruised. You know, and then he goes and he checks in. It's either his parole officer, and so he gets beat up on the job. He gets beat up by his boss. He checks in with his parole officer and they're like, yeah, we can't help you anymore. No more therapy sessions. Oh, yeah. I love that when he says, when he starts talking to the social worker in there and going off on her. But but then he's like, where do I get my meds? It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's on seven meds. He went in there asking to up his dosage. Mm -hmm. You know, if either for recreational or just ease the pain of life or because he knows he needs more meds right. and they're like yeah you're just you're you're shit out of luck and it was like that like the falling down like society society fucked him over and turned his back on him he gets the shit kicked out of him and it's just one of those things it just snowballs from there um but then now let's talk about a little bit about how it ties into the batman universe ish in a way i i thought it was interesting the take that they gave on the origins of the Joker, uh, or Arthur Fleck, A. Fleck, Affleck, anyway, uh. Um, uh, and how how he may or may not be related to the Waynes. Right. And, and, and you're like, wait a minute, because, you know, there's that fan there that's been going around forever, you know, that, that the Joker isn't real, that the jo- or that the Joker is Batman, you know? Yeah. There's, there's different theories, like, you know, and one of these... 
other dimensional, like, you know, lies. Like, he as Joker killed his own parents, thus forcing himself to become bad. All these, like, other world things. But in this reality, yeah. And you're like, holy fuck, is that, you know, is Thomas Wayne? Did he step out on a, what, what was his wife's name again? Martha. <laughs> why, why did Martha? you say that name? Martha. Yeah. Oh, it's a joke because we, we made a joke about how Martha is the same name of Batman's mother and Superman's mother. And the, that, the whole plot point of Batman versus Superman is Batman's killing him, but doesn't. Puts all his hatred aside because their mothers have the same name. Yeah. Right. But um, but there's that interaction between uh, young Bruce Wayne and Arthur Fleck, you know, just through the gate. And it's just it's chilling. It is very mm-hmm. chilling. Like, what, yeah. To me, I think what was the 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 most tense and horrifying scene in the movie? Spoilers ever. I mean, if you're listening, and by the way, it, do three people listen. Right. So it, it, just a little heads up to the Spoiler three. Alert. Yeah. It's been a few months. Um, yeah. I will tell you, mine is probably not what you're thinking. OK. When the little person. Couldn't reach couldn't the door. Reach that the was door. mine. Okay, that was what I was going to say. I was like, so there. Yeah, there's the scene where the little person is one of the clown co-workers of Arthur, who works. Arthur works as like a rent a clown. Oh right. And he's um he, he's you know part of a, a group of other rent a clowns, and they kind of all have they congregate in one office, and they get dressed in the same locker room, and they punch out at the same clock. Some in some someone. Punch out in different ways than others. <laughs> I forgot to punch out. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's a scene where, like, one of them, one of his coworkers is like a real asshole and, and ratted him out to, for having a gun on him. The, the guy who gave him the gun. Right, who planted the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave, who sold him the gun, right? Oh, no, he gave him the gun. Gave, and right. said, you can pay me back later. Right. Right after he gets beat up, the yeah. guy, and you're kind of like, is he giving him, is he a friend? He's or like, is he setting him up? Or yeah. se- right, and, and so he gives right. him a gun. Yeah, he sets him up, and then, uh, so somehow he gets him and uh, this other uh, co-worker who happens to be a little person to come to their his apartment. I forget how, what the circumstances were. The police were, you know, Closing the ropes. Yeah. And they started questioning because they knew it was a clown who did it. And back then, I mean, you know, pre, pre John Wayne Gacy, you know, clowns <laughs> was an honorable profession in some places. Um, but, but they came to the police, they came to the office and asked everybody questions. And that guy was getting nervous that, you know, maybe Arthur was going to point the police in his direction. So he came over, oh, we're sorry you got laid off. We brought a bottle of alcohol. Let's kind of commiserate together. And by the way, let's make sure our stories are the same. But the, the, the bastard who gave him the gun, I don't think knew at that point that he had already been questioned by the police at his mom's hospital where they said, oh, so-and-so gave you a gun, you know. Mm, yeah. and, and so so that guy was worried that, oh, did you tell the right. police I gave you the gun, that kind of thing. And yeah. So then, yeah. Uh, so then, Arthur kills that guy in his own apartment, or in his apartment, right. and um, and is just laying there dead. And, and then his coworker, who's alive, a little person, is in the corner, just freaking out, terrified that he's going to be the next to be killed, brutally and, killed. Like right, like it, it was it, like you said, it's a Scorsese killing scene. Yeah, he was totally terrified. Yeah, and it's a bloody mess. And Arthur takes sympathy on him. And says he can go, and he goes. The when he walks past he, him, do you he, think he was going to grab him? I didn't know. 
I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I, didn't think... I thought he wasn't going to. I R- thought, yeah, that they wanted to make it seem like he had changed his mind, like somebody's going to snap and take him. But I, I felt like he was going to let him go because he's always liked him. Yeah. And and, and the, the, the terrifying part was that the, the per, little person couldn't literally couldn't reach the doorknob to open to get out of the apartment. So he needed Arthur's help to let him out and you were like get up off floor is this yeah is this actually going like is he going to let him go and right you know you'll just have to wait and see at the movie theater <laughs> to, to find out if you let him go so yeah that um when you told me you saw it jock you said that i'll never i'm probably never going to watch it again is that because you seen you you don't see any reason to rewatch it or is it just like no nah, that uh, no I, I don't see a reason to re- that kind of violence is not my thing it's not like, your bag, baby. Yeah. This kind of, you know, it's like I, you know, superhero violence. I can, I can take, you know, to a certain extent. You oh, know what I, I mean? see. So but it was actually absolute, too real. It was too real. It was too gritty. It was too real. Plus, it, it there's, you know, all the movies that I watch and rewatch generally will have some levity to it. You know, there's very few movies that I don't want. Even this like, had levity. It did. This had levity. There was that part. Remember the the the, the famous uh, staircase scene? Yeah. 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 With that raucous tune right. by that guy, oh, Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2. I looked mm. to management, and I was, you, know, you remember, I don't know if you know this. Remember how they you, you, it always played at King Games? Right. You haven't heard that in a while, have you? No, yeah. they stopped playing that song, and I love that song. Yeah, yeah well, that's because he's a pedophile, and he's in jail. Oh, that's <laughs> you know? why. Well, he's dead now, right? I think he's a dead I don't know if he was dead, ceased but to be. Well, he, they, they had, like, chi- was it child porn? Yeah. Or what, did well, he actually? I don't he, he, well, he used to take trips over to, like, the Philippines. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm. It was one of those kind yeah. of things, you know. Um and he would, you know, go into, you know, the restaurant and order the cream of some young guy. And, uh, man, you know, yeah. you're telling that joke here. Now you can't reuse that joke on stage. Damn it. You burned it off. But yeah, that, like, that's sort of like a, oh, it, that, I was like, wow, that's kind of, it, it's an, mm. it, to add to the uncomfortableness of the movie. Now they're adding a, a canceled song. And it's like, you, mm-hmm. if you know anything about that story of the, of Gary Glitter, you can't not. Think about that when you hear that song you know, anymore. It, it, it's right. like it's like had Robert De Niro's character at the end of one of the tapings, you know, been like, oh, tomorrow, you know, you know, Bill Cosby's on, you know, stay right. tuned tomorrow, you know, and and uh, so I did when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's kind of right, not yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I liked, I, 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 it was okay. I, I didn't not, I didn't dislike it, but it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna, I got out of Redbox. And I was kind of happy that I spent two bucks versus the missus and I going and spending 40 bucks. And it's haunting. I don't have to see it again because I'll remember everything about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it does yeah. kind of stay with you. you know, it is. The, it was very disturbing. The cops on the train. It's like, yeah. oh, they're just doing their job, yeah. you know. Uh, well, what about you when you when he shows up at Bruce Wayne's house? Renetsky. Were you just like – Renetsky, were you just like – because I – as soon as you involve like kids, I'm right. like, okay, this that is – That was – that was really kind of scary, I think, you know, just thinking that he because you weren't sure what he was going to do with the child. And, you know, of course, the father protecting his kid, you know, because this here's this crazy guy. It's a good thing that he couldn't get in. But, you know, this kid kids are so innocent and they're like, you know, so he was very innocent and and um, the at least the Joker didn't take advantage of that. 
to the kid. Well, he didn't get the chance. Right. No. Because but he thought he was he thought he was actually a, a half His, brother. Yeah, he did. Uh, so yeah, it was interesting. I liked it. Glad I finally got to check it right. off my list. Uh, I also got to check off my list. Zoom from two thousand and six. Have you seen this? No, I thought this is the show that I wanted to be on as a kid. The, no, oh no, not Zoom, Wait, that's Zoom, Zoom. <laughs> not not Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. No, okay. no. So, I, and this is one of those things. I'm like, never even heard of it, right? Mm. So, uh, I think it was Netflix. Me and one of the little guys were like flipping through to watch something, and he's like, "Oh, what's that?" I'm like, "I never heard of it. A superhero mm. movie, and ev- everybody's in it. I mean, really? It is, well, it 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 is it is." You know, it's headed up by Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, 2006, he was pretty much riding the wave. Then that's 14 years ago. It was you no, know, his show was off the air. Yeah, his show was off the air, but he was already like Buzz Lightyear. Right, for a year. right. So yeah. he's Buzz Lightyear and Santa Claus and all that. Uh, uh, right, Courtney Cox. I, I think Friends is rapping. Friends is rapped. 2006. It, yeah. yeah. So it's Ish. towards the end of that. Yeah. A Cherry Chase. Who is Chevy? Eh, he was a pre-community Chevy Chase. Pre-community, like. right? Uh, um, Rip Torn. Ah. You know, you oh. know who's uh, what? What role did he play in this? Oh, he played Rip Torn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. he played, you know, played a, uh, and then one of the Mara families, like Mara Rooney. You know, the people who own the Steelers and the Giants. Yeah. Like, and, and her, her sister is the one who was in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But it's like real names, you know, like real names, real people. Big budget, a superhero movie I had never heard of. Oh, um, yeah, and ne- wow, and that's a first for you, Jacques. Right, yeah. it really is, and that's why I'm like yeah. even. And so management comes home and she's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "This." She goes, "How have I never heard of this?" Uh, she yeah. lives for Courtney Cox, like in wow. Friends, and like that was her all time favorite show. Where were you in 2006? I, like that's yeah. that's pre little guy. So, you know, we're in LA. Uh, what am I doing? Like. Is that during like the billion years? Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, but I'm surprised. Like, you know, you know, we probably wouldn't have gone to see it because it's a kid superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, sort of thing. Um, it could have been uh, one of those yeah. like two week kind of in and out. He, right. Movies, He's a, you, know. you know, and, and that I didn't put it on the rundown. I should have. Um, I didn't know this. Uh, Box Office Mojo has completely changed its website. Hmm. It used to be the layout of it. It call it up and it would tell you. What the production value was and how much it made, it was easy to disseminate, and it would have a ranking of where it fell. If it was a Star Wars movie, where it ranked in the nine, ten Star Wars movies, or in the canon movies, where it ranked in sci-fi. But this it doesn't have that information anymore. And then I went, I'm like, you know, box office mojo sucks, and there's all these articles over last year because IMDb brought it up. and completely changed it, so I don't know how much it cost to make and how much it didn't didn't do a lot but you know yeah uh, tim allen is a superhero who used to you know lead a superhero team with his brother his brother turned bad because of the type of gamma radiation they forced on these early 20 late teen kids to form a superhero team Mm -hmm. um and so he lost his superpowers Brother's coming back. Spoiler, should I say spoiler alert? It came out in 2006. Spoiler alert, yeah. Uh, he has to train a new corp of kids, and he's not mm. interested, and he's forced to do it by the government, and Rip Torn is a bad military guy, and oh. you know, Jerry Chase. But it's Look, 
It was fine. I, I didn't, you know, cancel my Netflix subscription <laughs> for putting that piece of shit up there. Uh, and the little guy liked it. But, uh, but I was like, how did I not know a superhero movie came out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's uh, these things fall through the cracks. Pre-Marvel, pre-MCU, mm-hmm. you know. I, it it could have been just because of that. Like, this was like, I, I guess Dark Knight had come out in... 2004. 2004, Yeah. So this is around. This must be. Well, going Batman to... Begins was two thousand four. Dark Knight was seven. Yeah. So this is pre Dark Knight. Right. Right. Post Batman Begins. Pre Dark Knight. And then like Spider Man three was. Right. Yeah. So this is like kind of in the dark era of the mid two thousands. So there weren't a lot of like the superhero movies were out there, but you know there wasn't any room really for like the lesser superhero movies. Right. Right. You know the off brand. Low you know, budget type thing. It wasn't low. I can't no. be low, but not with those names. Not at yeah. that that time in their career. It definitely wasn't low budget as far as that go. But um, interesting. Watch that. Uh, are you getting on? So on your uh, on your Ira Caucus bingo card, uh, if you had complete clusterfuck, <laughs> you won. <laughs> who who could have seen that coming? Uh, certainly not the Democrats. Uh, everybody. I mean, because they had the same thing four years ago. They had the whole – it took three days to declare a winner four years ago. And eight years ago, they had the same problem with the, the Republican people. And everyone eight years ago was like, why is Iowa important? Like, why do we let them go first? And why do we have this cockamamie, you know, caucus thing? Didn't they have mm-hmm. Rick Santorum as like the winner like, he in was, 2012? I want to say it was either Rick Santorum – and you he know beat Romney, like just, but it was like by like a. But you know, a you know who else was really close? Uh, Michelle Bachman. Yeah, like like the the wing ticket, <laughs> the wing nut, you know, part of the ticket, you know, was really you know Rick Santorum. By the way, f- I, I put on Twitter of like, hey CNN, fuck you! Like, why why are you giving a platform to somebody like Rick Santorum? I mean, literally somebody that hateful, somebody who literally is still. Out there preaching like gay conversion therapy, you're giving him uh, a major airtime to be a, a political correspondent. Like, hey, Republicans buy cars too. Yeah, but you, and know, you, you gotta, know, you know, they gotta get that those eyeballs on the commercials, man. Yeah, you uh, and, and and look, and, and MSNBC has uh, has locked up the one decent Republican, Michael Steele. Like. You know, it's it's him and Ben Carson are the two black Republicans, and and Michael Steele is a former RNC chief who, for the last like eight years, have been like, yeah, this isn't my party. Like, I'm a complete conservative. This is what I believe. But that should he really made a name for himself. I'm sidebarring a little bit. Michael Steele, uh, him and John Stewart, like he had the the Muppet, oh, yeah. like the cool oh. rapping. Yeah, I like him and Chop. Oh, Chop and Steele. Yeah, I was never mind. Chopping st- now, <laughs> now I'm running through all. The, I got a fast one in my mind. All the awesome chop and steel things I want to say. One back to this. Two, three. <laughs> so, oh, so the clusterfuck, and and then, and then it turns out now. Now some of the news, it's a lot of the Russian trolls who are clogging up the phone lines, giving misinformation. Really? Yes, I'm dead serious. Like the last like day, and that's why people are like, wait a minute. We already declared this is what we're finding. That's why the D and, and even people on the MSNBCs and the NPRs were like, okay, we're just about getting this figured out. Why did the DNC chief, I'm blanking on that guy's name, order a complete start from zero again recount 
on this two days ago just because it's it's coming out that that's some of the problems that people like the um, I'm not going to explain how the caucus works because it would take too long and it's boring I, I, yeah. and I don't really understand this it all. Isn't about but but the, but the people couldn't get through to the lines like in 2000 you know, 2020 people couldn't get through because the, they were clogging up like the lines yeah so basically like every caucus like every every caucus point has uh, a, a, a team captain that has to report the, their electoral findings to the the Iowa Democratic National Committee, and they were on hold for like hours. And one of the reporter, one of the captains, was on hold with Wolf Blitzer. Right, and then they finally came on the line. <laughs> right, and then and so while while she was on hold with the, the RNC, the DNC, she was also on with Wolf Blitzer. DNC picks up, says hello. Woman, the captain doesn't say anything back because she's being interviewed by Wolf Blitzer. Gets hung up on, <laughs> and um, and there we have it. So so right now this is nine one two. So this is uh, right now both Pete, Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders are claiming victory in Iowa because essentially, according to what we know, they are separated by what point one percent or something. It's a virtual tie, mm. and. Um, and there's a, there's some controversy about Pete Buttigieg's involvement with this app that was the uh, supposed to be the uh, that had crashed that was supposed to aggregate yeah. all of the findings and um, report them. Who thought that in 2020 technology could let us down when it came to counting an election? <laughs> it's an app that was right. started four months prior. It was literally built from the ground up four months prior to like four months ago, mm-hmm. and it was um, toy. F- it, was, it was playfully. Named Sh- Shadow, which Shadow. yeah, that's not ominous at all. Yeah. yeah. So, and the Hillary. Okay, I was just going to say, and the 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 Pete Buttigieg connection is, that I guess, the wife of one of the of the campaign manager for Pete Buttigieg put money into the funding of the app, like a substantial amount of money funding this app. So, uh, I mean, that, and, and when look, they declared Pete Buttigieg the winner, or when Pete. Himself declared himself yes, before the anybody else, before yeah. any of the news stations did. Or the, like the optics on that are like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Plus, this, you know, Pete Buttigieg is getting shit on for being funded by billionaires, the most funded by billionaires candidate in the Democratic runoff. So, well, far. I, you know, yes, hmm. um, and, and that is true. However, like you know, Mike Bloomberg's only being funded by one billionaire, and Tom Steyer is only being builded by one. And I saw the meme. How many billionaires <laughs> does it take to screw in a light bulb? I saw. Uh, I saw another. I saw the same meme again today that you see periodically. It's a picture of Batman and says, "There are 428 billionaires in the United States. When you pussy step up." <laughs> you know? um, but uh, you know, yeah. When you when you hear about all that stuff with the Budapest being tied in, it doesn't give you any pause for concern that Ivanka Trump has patent on. Pri- pri- uh, proprietary. proprietary voting systems in China that that we use, the companies in China, that the Supreme Court two years ago said, no, nope, proprietary, we can't – because it came to the Supreme Court and they're like, we need to have access to the machines to mm-hmm. look in the guts to make sure. And the Supreme Court said, nope. Proprietary, you can't look in. You have to take it at face. Anyways, uh, and, but this is, again, what happened four years ago. What Bernie is saying is in the districts that he won – are more populous, like the bigger college towns and stuff like that. So he he's claiming he's won the popular vote, 
mm-hmm. which he said the same thing in Iowa a few years ago, but like Hillary walked away with the delegates. And that's the same thing that it, – it, it's it's the same thing except it's Budapest, you know, um, and Bernie. Uh, and and no one's really screaming this from the rooftops. I, You know, Joe Biden is third on my list. And fourth on Iowa's list apparently. So mission accomplished, Trumpers. Like that whole bar, you know, they were more afraid of him than anybody. That's why they did this whole smear campaign. And congratulations, it's worked. It literally has worked. The whole dragging him through the mud. Oh, nice. The last four months has 100% worked. Um, but Iowa is just a clusterfuck. You know, by the time this drops, we'll be vote- yeah. they'll be voting in New Hampshire. And sadly, Elizabeth Warren isn't even in the top three there. So... Uh, you know, if you don't finish top three there, I don't know how much longer my candidate's in. Um, I will say, I you know, I have not seen Birds of Prey yet. I will see it this week. Um, is Nancy Pelosi part of the Birds of Prey? Uh, no, she was tied up with the impeachment. She she <laughs> she should be in yeah. the Birds of Prey because she is a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Is she? She is. I know she is. 100%. Because she ripped up the notes. And, and it was so calculated. She doesn't do anything that's not. Mm-hmm. You know, and everything, like, the fake outrage that's going on and stuff like that, uh, the, the press conference she gave a couple days later, I, I, I think history is going to remember her a lot more favorably, um, you know, for that, for, for that moment. I think so, too. But in the, for the time being, like... I think because the the Republicans really do have all the marbles, like they have everything yep. going in their favor. So any sort of visual act of rebellion or insolence by a we will crush your by especially by like a female Democrat is going to be looked at as like petulant right. and and ridiculed on the right and by some parts of the left too. Like, oh, what does that mean? Like, you 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 lost and you're still. Ripping things up and making a scene, and it's I don't know. It right, no one talks about the snub on the handshake, mm-hmm. you know. But the big thing is, seriously, my favorite meme from that. It's a two-panel meme. The top of it is her ripping it up. Mm-hmm. If you're outraged by this, and then it's a two-panel meme under that. It's the is it the Washington Post reporter with cerebral palsy who can't use his arm? Something like that. Yeah. A picture of him and the picture of Trump mocking him. It's like, but you're not outraged by this? I think they stole my line, Joe. What's that? Go fuck what? yourself. Yeah. If you're outraged by this, but not outraged mm-hmm. by this, here he is at a podium mocking somebody with a severe disability. And that's cool. Yeah. That's that. And oh, it is yeah. cool. I mean, uh, you know, we're jumping ahead, but you know what happened at the State of the Union Medal of Honor ceremony? Yes, it is 100% not only cool to make fun of somebody dying of a disease, battling a disability, dealing with the birth defect. It's not only cool to ridicule and make fun of that person. You are going to get the highest civilian honor our country can bestow upon you. Side note about the ripping things up. So, you know that um, I guess it's Representative Matt Getz filed a lawsuit, right? Or filed a, a formal complaint, or, or a with the ethics motion, committee, with the ethics committee yeah. to to remove, um, basically saying that what Nancy Pelosi did was illegal because she tore up an official document. Now, 
obviously that's bullshit. But in a Twitter thread that about in one of the replies to that tweet uh, mm-hmm. uh, on his tweet was somebody replying with a, an article from I think the Washington Post from two years ago. Meet the guys who have to tape up official documents that Trump habitually tears up. Donald Trump has, a, I guess, this penchant for when he's done with a document or a note or anything. Everything that, everything that the president that goes through the president's hands or the turns country, to shit. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> it didn't used to be that way, but is offic- is officially public record and has to be archived. But Donald Trump even does, his deleted tweets, everything. Yeah. So. You can't rip those up, but apparently what Donald Trump likes to do with every single document that he has in his hand that is, mm-hmm. you know, a check uh, that is made out to him, right? he tears up. When he, he, whether he tears it up in half or in confetti pieces and puts it in the trash or on the floor, when he leaves the room, there are guys whose job it is to scoop up the papers, lay them out like, you know, they're going through shredded evidence right. from, you know, this guy, this money launderer that's, you know, been, got the feds <laughs> in his tail. off people. Yeah. And Taping them together. Tape them together because they have to document everything like that. So, Mr., you know, offended by people, by Nancy Pelosi ripping off a copy of the, Correct. Of the script mm. is... Um, you know, working uh, on behalf of the guy who literally is committing crimes every day by just ripping up official documents. Right. Anyways, so when we're talking nah. about Speaker of the House and egregious acts, um, Darren Hester, Darren Hester is the longest serving Speaker of the House in Republican history. And Darren Hester right now, I think he's about halfway through his 15 or 18 year sentence for pedophilia crimes. So Republicans, you know, but you go from Newt Gingrich, you know, Darren Hester to Newt Gingrich, and you want to be upset by this. Now, those people who have to come and tape back, was Lieutenant Vindman one of the people who had to? No, I did not see the name on the list. They, they, they no longer, they know, he, they, he, he, uh, he, he, his car doesn't work on the uh, snack machine at the White House. <laughs> Escorted out today. Oh, oh. Shocking. Because wow. the day after, you know, pieces of shit like Susan Collins and I and actually put on Twitter and it's like I've actually called her office several times and I'm like, yeah, we, you know, we come to the main on a regular basis. We will not spend a dime in your state ever again until you are not there. She says, well, she voted to not impeach him because she really thought he learned his lesson. Less than 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later, Barr comes out and releases a memo to the entire Department of Justice, top to bottom. He cannot, nobody under any circumstances can investigate Trump for any reason without going through him. Yeah. Joe's like, no, I didn't hear about that. No, on One News America, they didn't cover that. Which is all I watch. (laughs) Is there another station? Is there another option? (laughs) I watch both. I watch both sides. Right. I watch One America News and and Newsmax. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, my God. There's there's three. There's three. There's Fox. There's Newsmax. Oh, my God. Yeah, but there's all, you know, sometimes, you know, just turn that off. Just, you know, that... Look, the Sinclair network of channels has a lots of options waiting for you. But uh, seriously, so other than Barr doing that, at, like the National Prayer Breakfast, the next day, he says he's going on the Scorched Earth tour. He was asked about it earlier in the day on Friday. Hey, does Vinman still have a job? He goes, oh, you know, I'm not happy with him, but we're going to have to see. Not only did he get escorted out of the White House, which 
everybody who gets laid off gets escorted out of the White House, you know. Right. <laughs> um, they also escorted his brother out of his who's – a, who's a federal prosecutor who mm. works down the street, who had nothing to do with the case. They fired his brother today too. Oh. Um, it's just the pieces of shit. And, and their, their crimes, the, these 30 years in the military, support our troops, Purple Heart winning soldiers who chose to go. You know, when our country was attacked, mm-hmm. um, yeah, are, are literally being fired for the mere crime of, of doing their patriotic duty. Right. Uh, and I have to say, we, we called it, not that a blind person couldn't have called it, but I have to be honest and say that the Mitt Romney 2024 presidential campaign is pretty much off to the most fantastic start you can get. You think so? I really do. Because at one point, civility, like this, this, well, we'll see. I mean, unfortunately, Blotus right now has had an all time high approval rating and the economy is doing great. So Uh he's almost a shoe in. Um, But come 20, you know, 2024, you know, is it pants? Like who, you know, it's like. You think Romney's going to be, right, but do you think Romney's going to be there to challenge the, whoever the incumbent is going to, I mean, it's, if it's. I don't even know if Mike Pence really has the gumption to be the president. Right. So, who, so whoever whoever would run for the Republican ticket, whether it's a Cruz or or you know one of these other people, you know Romney has the war chest. He has the support. He, you know what else he has, Joe? The independents, ah. the moderates. Mm-hmm. Like, but be, he being the one the one vote, and and not only did he stand up and say, "I'm not," he he was impassioned. It's like, look, my my, my country and God come before this. The two things that. You're waiting for the Christian Taliban to say, you know what I mean, that 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 came before a party. He literally wrapped up all the undecideds, especially in the primary. Anyways, I literally i i think I think he I honestly believe he did it for the reasons he believes in. You know, he only did it for abuse of power, not obstruction, which is weird because it's like. He was intimidating the witnesses in real time on Twitter while they were testifying. It's like he's obstructing the obstruction here. It, it was a it was an inception, inception of, of, of political right. cover ups. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, I you don't you don't think that he just gave himself a really big boost in twenty 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 four. Yes. Next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, then there we go. Uh, we got the hit job on by the brewing bar. It's bad. Going to get worse. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, We're at the fifty-three minute mark. Okay, we'll make it fast. Um, That's what she said. <laughs> it is. Uh, we already touched on it. I don't want to talk any more about Limbaugh. Um, uh, I just with his cancer. I just hope it's painful. Um, there was a hundred-year-old. To Stiggy Airmen. So it is Black History Month. And there is a war hero, one of the last living to Stiggy Airmen, in that chamber, sitting there watching a Medal of Honor be put on a piece of shit. Yeah, so yeah, wow. you have the Tuskegee Airmen, you know, with, with you got one of the blacks up there for Black History Month. And two days after Rush Limbaugh announces uh, that he has stage four or advanced stage four lung cancer, they rush him into the State of the Union address so they could surprise him with a presidential medal of freedom that was clumsily put on him by Melania Trump in the stand. So 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's good to know people, I guess. I mean, yeah. and, and and the thing is, again, it's it's this game show. You know, stay tuned through the break. It's it's all about winning today in this news cycle, and those ceremonies are always really big ceremonies about the person getting the medal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so many people posted on Twitter the last uh, the last medal ceremony was Obama awarding it to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden had no idea. Like literally, right. you know, and and it was it's a tearful thing. It's like you know, you know, your fifty years of service, your son's sacrifices, both his sons were in the military. What your family has done, this, that, the other thing, you know, and and you hate your body or whoever else has gotten the medal before. It's always about that person in the room talking about their accomplishments and not, you know, it's just everything's about it's disgusting. But the fact that. I mean, does it matter that it's Black History Month that he did in front of the guy or here's a hundred year old part of the greatest generation, part of one of the greatest stories in World War Two? You know, the last one of the last remaining. I don't know if he's the last remaining. And is there another way to say there's fine people on both sides? Is there another way to just make sure that this piece of shit gives a medal to a guy who. I'm not going to repeat all the things. Like the great, the stations have been playing Russia's greatest hits. Yeah, I don't mean the band. Sorry, right? Yeah. Insulting Chelsea Clinton in the White House. But you can't even mention the name Baron. Yeah, right. Right. You know, she was 14 years old and referred to her as a White House dog, and that might have been one of the nicer things. You know, but again, him mocking Michael J. Fox. Well, you know, of course, right. the guy who mocks the disabled guy from Washington. Anyways, that's shitty. We're all done with that. We will speed it up. You know, Joe, who who scours through the rundowns meticulously that I give him about 10 minutes before he walks in sometimes. Um, uh, is there any chance that you can do, uh, Bernie? Did you know that song? No. You I, don't? Okay. I, I tried looking it up and who I'm like. No, Jesus loves Jesus me. loves me. This I know. For the, the book of make believe tells me <laughs> so. Oh, Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but and I, I don't know why I was mocking that yes, like a few weeks ago when I'm driving. And, and my little guys were like, is that a real song you're making that up? <laughs> Played it for them. And they were like horrified. And the, and the second verse, let's just say it escalates quickly. It's like. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> this is a Jesus loves them. Them they know. I don't know the. Se- I know yeah. most of the second verse, but I can't you know sing it. It's yeah, a little bit louder really. and a little bit worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, same as like, the first. You know, die. Don't, you know, die. You know, blood on the cross for the gates of heaven to open wide. It's like uh-huh. no. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like the Joker. It gets, yes! it gets really violent yes! and really quickly. So you wanted me to sing that yeah. as Bernie Sanders, a Jew? Yes. Why? Because a Jew because. Doesn't. Why? No, I, no. Why? Why? Because a he's he's current in the news today. Jesus. Two. Bernie is you know uh, you know out there. And yes, I think it's funny to have an old Jewish guy from Vermont sing a Christian. Well, I don't know if it's a Christian song. It's a Jesus song. Don't forget, like you know, Jesus was a democratic socialist. No, sorry, sorry. Actually, he was. Yeah, he was. But also, you know, chosen. What's the What's the context of the joke? There isn't. It's fun. I can't get the song out of my head. And you wanted Jesus me to sing it as Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders. Oh. And oh, do you, Joe, do you need a reason to praise the Jesus? Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. If I'm going to learn a song about Jesus, 
I need a motivation. I need Jesus. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He died on he, the cross. Right. For heaven's gates to open wide. Right. I heard. For our sins. In the song, I heard. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. little ones to him belong because they are weak. And he is strong. <laughs> right. And we're not doing anything for Black History Month, by the way. <laughs> no. And I actually started to go through it, and I was trying to go through, like, the last year's, the, the comics that we, you know, talked about. And, and, like, I think we went, who were the comics? Uh, Dick Gregory. Yeah. I know. Richard Pryor. Uh-huh. Um, I think Chris Rock. Did Eddie Murphy make it? Uh, no. And what in our last in our last year when we went through? That. I don't know, but since his SNL appearance, he should. He like honestly, and it kills me that it wasn't a you know a three hour special because those two skits that got cut for time that you had sent me uh-huh. were pretty fucking great. I mean everything you know. Um, but yeah. How about I? How about I sing uh, as Bernie Sanders the theme song to the Jeffersons? Oh, you know what? <laughs> now, now we're talking it's Black, Black History, History Month. Month. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, let's see if I can make this work. Probably not. No, 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 no. Well, we're moving on up to the east side, to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Oh, moving on up. To the east side. east side, we finally got a piece of the pie. More than one percent. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. Bees don't burn on the grill. Took a whole lot of trying just to get up that hill. Now we're up in the big leagues, getting our turn at bat. As long as we live, it's you and me, baby. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, well, we're moving on up. Moving on up. To the east side. The east side. To our deluxe apartment in the sky. Oh, we're moving on up. Moving on up. To the White House. <laughs> we finally got more than 1% of the pie. I don't think we could have had a Black History Month any better than that. <laughs> as close as we can get. Uh, so yeah. moving, moving on to sports. Moving on to sports. Uh, <laughs> so you know the 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 Red Sox in battled in the cheating scandal that's rocked the sports world. I think they felt so bad about that World Series with the Dodgers a couple years ago that they've given the Dodgers their entire team. Uh, David Price and Mookie Betts, like their star pitcher from that series, and Mookie Betts, league MVP. Uh, I believe, I cannot say if it was, if it's new or used um, case of bats that we got, but literally it was to clear payroll and to uh, just get some numbers off the books. They not restocking the farm system. Um, honestly, it, it, I really believe maybe they're just trying to say, "Hey, sorry, we might have might have <laughs> stole that World Series from you." But uh, here you go. And, uh, and so, it's a, you think it's an out of court settlement? <laughs> uh, yeah, the both both general managers is weird. Uh, said they signed uh, non disclosure agreements mm. and, and and couldn't discuss it. But uh, wouldn't it be funny if they picked up Alex Cora as well? Oh, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be great. Hey, wait a minute! You said. Um, so yeah. yeah, so and the only other thing uh, I don't know. It's like you know, am I going to watch 
I don't think I'm going to watch the XFL only because a couple teams reached out and it was just it was painful. Like honestly, I got a couple XFL teams wanting celebrities to come and do anthems and halftime shows. And did they need Bernie Sanders? Because if they do, dude, they, <laughs> they got, you got one. Like honestly, they they. Um, Oh, I want to say Houston. What is the Houston? The Roughnecks. The Houston Roughnecks who are playing in a college stadium. Like uh, They have five home games. They were hoping Lizzo was going to come and do their halftime show. Whoa. And they, they literally thought, well, if it's more than five grand, we have to get... Occur, uh, um, Do they get Thin Lizzy instead? They, dude, I don't know. If you, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can get Thin Lizzy for five grand. I mean, those oh. those, those throwback tours and oh, stuff yeah. like that. You know, tonight it's gonna be a jailbreak. <laughs> hey, look, you got Jesus loves me out of my head. Congratulations, Joe. Mission accomplished. Yes. But they, uh, but literally, they were like, oh well, we have to get a corporate underwriter. We'd have to check with you know the sponsors to see if it's over five grand. I'm like. Okay, so she's on Saturday Night Live this week. Um, she's selling out a stadium tour. She's like the hottest thing on you, two feet right dude. now. And what really got me is the woman who reached out, like worked for and in the same department for the California, the Los Angeles, the California Angels of Anaheim. No, what what is it? They changed their name. They're like. The, They're L.A. Angels. The, the L.A. Angels of Anaheim, of Anaheim, uh, California. Right. Like the California. Anyways, for like of Latter Day Saints. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve or fourteen years. It's like you. So you worked in the L.A. entertainment market. You've worked in big league sports. You really think you're getting somebody of note to give a concert? A concert, not a, not an anthem. For five thousand dollars. Five thousand American dollars. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and then I did. I caught, you know talked to a couple other teams. I talked to, and I'm like, yeah, the, just the ranky. So I said, you know, well, maybe we can circle back when you got whatever. I don't know what they're calling their Super Bowl. Do you know where their Super Bowl is going to be played this year? Because yeah. they don't. <laughs> like they they haven't decided if they're going neutral site. If there'll be enough fan interest to get people to go to a neutral site to see the game or if they're going to be the team with the best record you know what i don't know if this would fuck things up but maybe they should call it the big game you know because you can't everybody calls the super bowl the big game right right would they call so maybe to avoid getting sued by the xfl do we call the big game the super bowl <laughs> it's just but full circle literally it, the, the, it kicks off this week and maybe they maybe they name the site by now but as of my phone call and truly, they were like, yeah, we haven't figured that out yet. It's like, okay, you have a 10-game schedule, two bye weeks, so you are three months out. And I'm telling you right now, the guys at the NFL office are feverishly working on next year's halftime show. Like, like the offers are going out, you know, they're kind of going to, you know, you always want to see, like, you know, who's huge in, like, June, July and carries over some. But they're going with staple people who are, you know, are just big. Um and this was Super Bowls last week. Did you watch any of it? By I watched it on purpose. It, I watched it all. Really? I liked Good it. For wow. you. I liked Good for the, you. I, listen. Yeah. That I, one team with that guy won, right? Yes, the one team with that guy won. I liked 
I liked the Super Bowl, and I knew it was going to be a, 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 a good game. Just going in, the numbers added up. It was going to be an interesting game. And I kind of wanted to see, for history's sake, see Kansas City. You know, if when I come when it comes down to it, I know like I'm going to lean more towards the AFC anyway. But 50 years, and then I know somebody who's from Kansas City, who's you know like this was like their fucking big moment. Like you know, as a Red Sox fan, you know, as a you know former sports historian, yeah, like but as somebody who grew up in Boston, we can you know. Think back to when we didn't have championships every other month. Excuse me. So uh, I kind of sympathize with that. So I watched it, and yeah, I saw I saw the game. It was great. And then the uh, the halftime show, easy on the eyes. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Uh, so what what is bringing out more moral outrage this week? Pelosi ripping the script, <laughs> or the halftime show? The the one guy who has a $5 trillion lawsuit against the NFL because it's going to hurt his chances of getting into heaven because of all the crotch shots. And my favorite, you know, again, with, with the Nancy Pelosi thing, it's like, okay, this outrages you, but this is cool. All right. the pictures of cheerleaders, just the regular NFL cheerleaders. It's like, have you been to a football game? Yeah. Mm, Renette, yeah. Did, did, you, uh, did you watch any of the Super Bowl? You know, I only saw parts of it because I was working that day when I came in. I was really... I was really hoping the Chiefs would win, and it's it, 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 just because I heard they were the underdog. You said you were yeah. working that day, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You're on the West Coast, and it's three yeah. thirty when they kick off out there." So it's like that's weird. Yeah. It's like middle of the afternoon, the Super Bowl. Right. So you're taking care of babies born what two months premature, or sometimes three, and you're checking in on the game. <laughs> and yeah, I just you know, it's actually you know, there's it was on in the lounge a couple of times. People were following, and some. People were actually looking on it on a computer, but yeah. Instead of looking in on the babies, Renat. Yes, damn it. Whiny so baby. We, uh, let's you, sign over to because you were our children while we were went on, out in the house. They were report. all by themselves. <laughs> Did you see any of the commercials? No, I didn't see any commercials because I was too busy watching my babies. Right? <laughs> Did you watch? You've watched some of the Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, your fa- you, we know of one. Still, yeah, still the Boston one. I mean, oh, the Boston one. Yeah, it's it's still. I yeah. like the, the that and um, the Groundhog Day one. I enjoyed that was. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's new. Like I, I saw somebody like, um, I don't know what they pay Bill Murray. It wasn't enough, right? <laughs> Yeah, Bill Murray reprised his role in the Groundhog Day, and they brought back uh, Brian Doyle Murray and Stephen Tobolowsky as Ned Ryerson. And uh, the premise was, if you haven't seen it, he's he wakes up and he's like, "Oh no, not again!" And he same music, same music. share, yeah, same. Uh, I got you, babe. <clears throat> and he's and he walks out, and it's a Jeep Wrangler or something like that. And he goes, "Oh, that's new." And he. You know, lives it up driving around in the Jeep with the groundhog. He steals Punxsutawney Phil and goes on, like, joy rides with him. You're going to freeze to death. Who cares? I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, the Ned Breyer thing, that, that character is just... Ned! <laughs> Ned Ryerson! Not today. Was it you? I was. Fo- I don't know where we parked. I was following you. <laughs> was it you who, a couple years ago, thought that Bill Murray should announce... That they made a sequel to Groundhog Day and go on to like Seth Meyers with a clip of the show and it just be from Groundhog 
Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't think if, anybody could, if anybody could build that up to, like, really sell it oh. and then just go on and say, yeah, let's roll the clip. We got the whole gang back. You know, it was, it was a fun. It was 20 years later. A real labor of love. And just or just do, you know, if I if I. Look, if I was Mike Bloomberg, instead of running for president, I would do a shot-for-shot remake with the entire cast <laughs> 20 years later <laughs> just redoing the entire thing. That's what I would spend. And I think it would be money well spent. Yes. I think it would be money well spent. So, What did, um, what did your management think of the Jason Momoa commercial? Freaked out. Oh. Like, like freaked out. I wish I'd have seen that one. Have you seen If you've no, not seen it, I have do you not. know about it? No. We got a surprise for oh, you. I so um, got to see that. Yeah, it's, it's, it, a, it's uncharacteristic, to it's say the uncharacteristic. least. And Lisa Bonet, I forgot, was married to Jason Momoa. Is married to Jason Momoa. Is still yes. married. Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. in the commercial, too. And it, uh, yeah. it, it, it's funny. It, uh, it really is. We won't spoil it because Renetsky hasn't seen it, but you'll never look at Jason Momoa the same again. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right. Now, uh, our good friend Flo's favorite part of uh, you know, video games. Renette, do you, you have like two or three systems at the, at your house. Do you ever play or do you just have them there to taunt my little guys when they came there this yeah, summer? Yeah, I mean, I do. I have played a few games, but um, I do have them there, too, for if kids come over, too. But, yeah, I have a few games that I've played. What do you play? Well, um, I've played that game, The Last of Us. Yeah, yep. that's one of the sequels of, coming out this year, I think. And then, um, you know, I can't even remember some of the other. I mean, I think I did like some workout videos on the Wii. You know, I have a few of those games, interactive games, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's not like I'm constantly on doing that. We have the Wii. We have the Wii board. The balance, oh yeah, the, the balance Wii, board. The Wii Fit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I have too. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I, I I have it because I found it at a Goodwill. Among uh, three oh. other Wii Fit boards. Right, yeah. <laughs> Did you wow. pick up a power glove? <laughs> right. No, yeah. I wish. Those are you'll never find. Them. If I find a power glove anywhere in the wild, I'm I'm probably going to borrow money to buy it. Did you become that guy who wears it everywhere? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. From that documentary. Right. Wow. I, yeah, the power glove, it's so bad. Um but uh, yeah, so you're playing video games? No. 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 I mean, honestly, when you walked in last Friday to record, and I, I had just so booted up shocking. the system. Yeah, no. Well, we haven't had like Renetsky got here the other day. There have yeah. been the, the the systems haven't even been in the house for the last three and a half months. Right. Since mid October, they've not even been in the house. Little guy, he did great last week. Could play two hours Saturday, two hours Sunday. Honestly, I played one round, and I didn't even play, really finish the one round of the mini game when you came down the other day. I just booted off from him. Like, okay, as soon as Joe's here, I'm done with this. So. Mm-hmm. No, and I probably won't. You know, I I loaded up the new Jedi game oh. that that he hasn't played yet, and I kind of want to see it. I haven't seen any clips, but yeah, I'm not got shit to do this weekend. You know, yeah. I heard I heard Fallen Order was good. It's um, considered canon, I believe. Great, great. So, <laughs> what about you, me? Yeah. No one ever wants Mr. to know. Fit board. No one ever wants yeah. to hear what I'm doing around these parts. But we do. <laughs> what am I playing? I, I'm I'm actually playing uh, a version of the old Doom on my computer. Oh. Yeah, it's like the old you know on 90s. your computer. Wow. 
or another computer in the house because I didn't even know. I'm not kidding. I didn't know yours could play a game. Is it that <laughs> archaic? It's just all, like no. I have a 2007 iMac, but I also have a 2013 well, hand me down. If you like a nice old right, paperweight. right. <laughs> your laptop. You say your laptop's weak. What kind of chip oh, you got in there, Dorito? It takes a load. <laughs> right, right. Wax my modem. Try to make it go faster. <laughs> oh man, what's that sound? <laughs> hey, I beta tested operating systems. Oh uh, yeah, you gave props to some and others. <laughs> I'll control. I'll delete you. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm playing like old Doom. I actually popped in Doom from 2016 again. I, I don't know. I was on this little Doom kick, and the new Doom's coming out in a couple of months. Doom Eternal. Mm. So looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, not much else going on video game wise. No, I'm playing Doom. Oh no, I'm just looking in the mirror. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm watching Doom on the news. Everyday life. Uh, um, oh God! All right. Uh, what are you watching? What was my figure? <laughs> if, you, if you don't watch your figure, it looks great. If you don't watch your figure, no one else will. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, what oh, are fuck you? Me. I mean, fuck me so Please hard. Please don't. Oh. <laughs> oh God! Silence of the Lambs. I know. And it, it, <laughs> right. Speaking of disturbing scenes from movies, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Renetsky, what are you watching? I'm watching the Mandalorian. I'm sorry, right what are you now? watching? The Mandalorian. What was it again? I don't. That doesn't ring a bell. The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Baby oh, I Yoda love Baby show. Yoda. I am so in love with Baby Yoda. He is so cute. Apparently, so is the ple- the the Mr. Peanut Company. Oh, oh, oh that was the Super Bowl commercial. I didn't oh. see that. Oh, to bring it back. So, Mr. Peanut was he died. He was a, he he gave himself up because in the previous viral commercial he was on a, um, a he was on a helicopter uh, bad timing with the Kobe Bryant thing but yeah. he was I think hel- he was hanging from a helicopter or something and uh, with two other guys like two other celebrities and to say they were too heavy and in order to make it in order for them to live he had to die so he kills himself and then at the Super Bowl they're at Mr Peanut's funeral. And oh. it's uh, Mr. Clean's there and the Kool-Aid man. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. And oh, the Kool-Aid yeah. man is crying and Mr. Clean's crying. And as Mr. And as the Kool-Aid man is crying, like his Kool-Aid level is depleting in his body. <laughs> and one of his Kool-Aid tears lands on the dirt mound in which Mr. Peanut was buried. And out pops a plant. And they're like, what's going on? And a peanut-like vine grows out of it. And out pops baby nut. Baby Nut is the new Baby mascot Nut. for Mr. Peanut. So and they went with the Hindu reincarnation type. Yeah. Well, they went with, hey, they put a Baby Yoda on that TV show. Yep. Let's put a so Baby, Baby Nut yeah. on our right. marketing. Um, so you were watching uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. You know. Thoughts? Uh, oh. She's got one episode left. Yeah, I have one episode left, but so far it's great. I just love that Yoda, though. That baby Yoda is just amazing. Like his little sounds, the way he looks, he's so cute. And the way the drinking Mandalorian. Inter- yeah, exactly. Drinking the, the, his the, soup. The, the, the who's taking care of him? The Mandalorian. I'm sorry, who's kind of overwatching him? Mando? Joe, do you Daddy remember? O? The dad. That the Dadalorian. Make it into my lexicon. It's okay. so sweet how he's um, actually involved so much that he's he is like so attached to him. Yeah, no, I mean, um, 
I a couple days before Renetsky got here, I just had like kind of shit to do, and I just started rewatching it, like having it, you know, in the background. The music is great, everything's great. I kind of wanted to rewatch it just because in the last couple weeks, I, I didn't go looking for it, but it was thrown in my face on Twitter. Uh, how they shot it all on a soundstage. Like all those desert, yeah, that's the really, really lands yeah. you didn't know no this? outdoor shots, dude. It's all on a soundstage, yeah. it's CG inside. Uh, it's a new. It's it. This is wow. this is truly. You look it up after you know we talk about it. We'll watch a couple clips. It's completely game changing filmmaking now. It's all LED back screens. Whoa, like high res. Yes. Yeah. At one point, to, I thought to they give were at depth. the Star Wars land in Disney. Right. Yeah. Um. But but seriously, it's uh, it's 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 unbelievable. So like one of the clips I saw online is from the first episode, the water clip. You know where he's walking, you know from point A to point B down, kind of like a plank, like docks a ship sort right. of yeah. sort of thing. And then the same thing when they're out in like you know the desert planet there, when they're out in Tatooine and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Hmm. All on a soundstage. Amazing. It's um, amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I started rewatching it. I got like episode four. Renetsky shows up. She's heard about the show. I'm like, I'm in. Start to finish. And so we watched the first night. We watched the four episodes, you know, together. And the management came home. When you rewatched the first episode, did you see Horatio Sands in I, The Blue Guy? I, I, it was, you know, it was. And that was one of the things with her. I was like, yeah, this is Nick Nolte. You know, yeah. this is mm-hmm. um, Brian Posset. Posain. Posain. Yeah. You know, he's recognizable. Where he, to? Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. I mean, I mean, the whole the whole thing is just great. It's uh, And Bill Burr. I, 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 that's I want, my favorite episode. I want a Bill Burr action figure. The, I still, the gun. Yeah. The that, gun that yeah. comes out of the backpack there yeah. and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which I think the NRA is marketing to school kids now. Oh, yeah. In that backpack commercial. Um, no, so I'm, I'm re- re-watching it. We'll watch the last one tonight. So when I watched it with management the first time, you could hear, like honestly, during the silent things when there's like some tension and it's like real quiet, mm-hmm. you could hear her ovary scream, put a baby in me! <laughs> um, yeah. And now I'm watching management watch Renette on the other side of the living room. Just, I've never a baby. I gotta have a baby now. I need a baby. Yeah. It's like, you know, okay, I'm going, I gotta run an errand. I'll be right back. Renette, where are you going? It's so appealing. I'm now. not gonna go steal a baby from somewhere. <laughs> Honestly, it's watching. It comes out green. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> what about Amy Sedaris's character? Like, yeah. just everything. She is. I mean, I'm I, I'm watching it all again, and just as excited and happy. And it's like, oh, so you know this on the prison on, again on the bar episode. He's going to get out of it, and mm-hmm. but I noticed it the first time. I noticed it the second time. But Renetsky and I were talking. It is un. Believable the facial expressions on the Mandalorian, right? And I'm not I'm not being funny, like just the subtlest movements and gestures. It's like, fuck, yeah, you that, know what he's thinking. So that's, exactly, that's what mime is supposed to be, right? You know, <laughs> it, it's it's funny because you know the guy who played Chewbacca during Empire hurt his back, mm. and they brought in a couple other actors. To put on the suit and do it. And then the entire production shut down 
and until I, I'm blanking on the guy's name. And I Peter feel Mayhew. Thank you. Yeah. Could do it because it's like just they just didn't get it. Did they? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very well. It, but it's the same thing. It's like it's it's not like anybody. You know, it's the same thing with with. Um, and I think to a lesser degree with with Deadpool. It's like you know you can see the body language and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and and I've always been like, is he really in that, or is that just a stunt double? Because why would he have to put on that spandex for hours and hours of taping if it's just a voiceover? But I really think it's him under that. He is, but, yeah. but with yeah, with yeah. the Mandalorian, it's it is stunning how mm-hmm. much and how well people, you know, will say. Uh, um, well, Weathers, Carl Weathers, at one point, it's like, don't give me that look, and, right? And, yeah, and he literally, he was. literally is giving that look, and you know he is, you know. I mean, and the emotion he's feeling is coming through everything. I told you not to wear that helmet around me. Who knows if you're making <laughs> yeah. faces at me under there? <laughs> uh, so that's that's what we're watching. What are you watching, Joe? <laughs> mm-hmm. What am I watching? Oh, all sorts of things. But lately, the past couple of days, I realized, oh. Every episode of Perfect Strangers is on Hulu. So I didn't watch every episode of Perfect Strangers, but I jumped ahead to the, the last two seasons when uh, Larry gets married to Jennifer and they buy a house. They lived in that apartment complex for the entire run of the show. Did you watch Perfect Strangers at all? Oh, I loved it. Okay. I didn't know. I don't remember the married moving out thing, but... That was like when they moved. It was like 91. They were in... This is like TGIF when they had moved the time slot to like after Perfect Strangers. Cause, there, there was a big character oh, on the show who was a cop. Whatever happened with him? <clears throat> anyway, so. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, no, that's Family Matters. Right. Yeah, the, right. The, the, that spun off. Spun off. Of, it was yeah, a spun off. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it. Yeah. I'll show myself. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm watching, and, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I, I know it's corny, but like those two guys, Mark Lynn Baker and Bronson Pinchot, like they are theatrical actors. So when you watch it, like the physical comedy, like as goofy as it was, like their their timing was great. They actually did a. Talk about self-indulgent theater. There was one episode of the like the later seasons when they're in the backyard of their new home. By the way, because Larry and Jennifer can't afford to rent the house that they're in by themselves, they need the help of uh, Balky and Jennifer. Um, not Jennifer, Marianne. Mar- yeah, Marianne to move in with them. So now they all live in the house together. But they're, in this one episode, they're in the backyard and they're putting together this gazebo, and they're kind of putzing around. And Jennifer and Marianne look at Larry and Balky like, who do they remind you of? And then like it, it dissolves into a Laurel and Hardy episode. So they do the entire episode building this gazebo as Laurel and Hardy. That's that's great. Yeah, and I'm wow. like, wow, self-indulgent theater to the X degree. I, I think that I was going to ask because that actually sounds interesting. I want to see it. But when you're like, oh, Balky moves in with his girlfriend, I'm like – Okay, exactly where was the shark laying when they <laughs> oh, jumped? Yeah, I mean, in the, in the span yeah. of one season, they go from, you know, you know, being single to they're married. And then at the end of the, at the, end of the seventh season, Balky and, and Jennifer get married, Marianne get married. And oh, by the way, Jennifer's pregnant with Larry's baby. So they're like, you know... Wrapping it up because they know that it, it, time's running out on Balky Bartholomew's 
but you know, I did the dance of joy in every episode. Fan, in my heart. Fan, huh. Fans call out for a big reboot. <laughs> oh, did you see Perfect Stranger Things? No, two years ago. On what? Jimmy Kimmel, they did a sketch. Oh, they reunited. That's oh, you got. Awesome. I got to show it. To, I definitely have to show it to you after the. We thing. are definitely going to watch that after. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, but thank God Hulu doesn't have a skip intro button because the the, the theme song was the entire yeah. show. Every time, like you know, watching The Mandalorian now or watching yeah. whatever, it's like you don't want to skip the intro. Like, when the little guy was like binge watching like The Office, right? I'm like, dude, what? What? No, right? Yeah, no, you don't. You, we, don't, the office, we don't do the, the office, We don't do that. That's yeah. not how this works, right? Yeah. What do we got? What do we got for a parenting tip over there, Joseph? Uh, I'll have to uh, defer to a, another parent, you, for the parenting tip this week, because I, unfortunately, I'm fresh out. You know, it's Friday evening when we report, record the podcast, and I'm all out of tips. Uh, you know, the, the store closes <laughs> early on yeah. Fridays. I got to re- restock, so I'm all out of parenting tips. But and all I love, so lost without me. Uh, what about you, Renetsky? The the uh, who uh, listen. Don't take one of the preemie kids home and paint them green. Just don't do that. No. But, but if, if if you did have a a, a baby Yoda, what 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 would your 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 one big advice be to to other baby Yoda moms and dads? I would say definitely don't go up and sign papers while you're leaving a little <laughs> one down there with a candle who could start the house on fire. <laughs> Just saying. So my my parenting tip when I was uh, putting this list together a couple days ago was, you know, fly somebody in or have somebody fly in from the other side of the country <laughs> who really likes your kids and wants to spend time with them because that frees you up to not spend time with them. <laughs> and it was great watching, you know, Renetsky and, and the littlest guy just play all these board games the other day. And I was like, oh, he is so engaged. He is so thrilled that she's here. Um, and it was. I was like, yep, yeah, that's my parenting tip. Find somebody who likes being around your kids <laughs> and make sure they're around your kids a lot. But I'm going to have to change my parenting tip to uh, make sure that person understands when you leave the room to sign paperwork saying you are okay to be there you know guardians while you're not home to make sure don't trust the little one <laughs> you, you know um so so that's my that that would those those would be my parenting tips you know <laughs> lessons learned all around um they have it, and so. that's one to grow on, and that yeah. is one to grow on, which is why, um, you know, lawsuits be dead. I mean, you know, you think David Byrne's gonna accidentally stumble across? Like, <laughs> you think he'd be like searching iTunes? I need a new podcast to listen to. You know what? I've always been a fan of those carnies. It yeah. looks like there's a one here that's all about carnies, and maybe <laughs> I'll tune into this one or. Uh, no, nope. I've already shown myself. <laughs> I'll have to show myself back. Yeah, right. And then leave again. I'm going to take my glasses off, and then I'm going to put them back on. Uh, I'm done. Good. Well, you got to say goodbye to Renatsky before you take your oh. friggin' you know yeah. thing off. So say thank you, thank you, thank you to Renatsky. Thank for- you to Renat. Thank you, Renatsky. <laughs> nice lady. Thanks. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I, she only the third. Two-time guest have we had? I, was, I thought you were going to say third woman <laughs> to ever grace yeah. our presence. Yeah. Has it been three? I know. Oh, that's right. We had fun well, bags. What was on the phone? No, we had fun bags. Fun bags. And then the clown. We had clown Jenna the, who was, was phoned in. Yeah, that was a phone. She her. really phoned that one in. She Hey-oh. In. Um, uh, 
Price is Right girlfriend, girlfriend jumped, then girlfriend yeah. jumped in on, and she was great. We're missing somebody. Are we? It gotta be. No, maybe not. I think no. I think uh, like a Rush concert, we we <laughs> yeah, maxed we, out we, of two yeah. women. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two women in person and one phoned in. Okay, that's a, that's good enough for me. But thanks. Good seeing you again. Good seeing and you I'll, too. I'll see you after we turn this off. By the way, it's not okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> this, sounds great. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. So Jacques leaves it in my capable hands to end this dumb ride that we've been on. So, um, in closing, I like to say, uh, don't burn down the house um, <laughs> unless it's you're in it for the insurance. Then, <laughs> then you know you do have uh, one of these days. Though I'm telling you, this is going to be this is going to get you. I think if you plan it right, Jock, this could net you a profit in insurance. If we can, yes, taking it down from the inside. Yeah. Um, so, Renetsky, I say this to Jock, but I want you to also. Remember to not forget 